Vietnam and welcome to Recorder Conversations, episode nine, with our guest Andrew, Mr. Pent himself, <laughs> Powell. Uh, he's a dear friend from American football, and well, pleasure to have you here. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Close man. What the? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm all good. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Tell the audience about yourself. So, um, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York for about 18 years, and then I ended up moving out to Maine to go to college at a very small liberal arts school called Bates College. Oh. Yeah, it's been pretty fun at Bates, but I was like, you know what, like, let's go to London to go abroad. So I've been out here for about three months, having an absolute time. <laughs> and so, you, so you just here for the year? I'm here for like another week, like just for the semester. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm sad to leave, but you know it's been a great time out here, and now I go back to finish up my degree in uh in Maine. So yeah, <laughs> you can hear the depression in yeah. the voice. <laughs> you, yeah, you know, you know the worst part is the deadline to choose whether he stays a term or a year was two months ago. Yeah. He did. He he didn't enjoy it back then. No, yeah. I think <laughs> the fun hadn't started yet. <laughs> I um I was very heavily considering staying for the full year. I um basically at the time I got to London September fifteenth or September sixteenth, and the deadline to stay for the full year was October fifteenth. Mm -hmm. And I was heavily considering it. And I was like, you know, like it's a long time to be away from my fam. I don't know if it's the right thing for me. I do love London, but I don't know. And then Two months later, I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> fuck me. Bro. Like, I should have, like, if I could tell my past self anything, like, it is to extend for hmm. another semester. Rough. And uh, is Oscar staying? Hmm? Is Oscar staying the whole year? Well, Oscar's full time. Oh, Oscar is a UCL? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Oscar's not affiliate, no. Oh, they are now main star quarterback, uh, went to the same school as him. Well, no, oh, no. Okay. He went to a different school, but his girlfriend now go went to my high school. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Good actions. Okay. That was like it was the most wild thing. I um I first come to like football practice that first day, like not really saying what's up to people, just kinda of do my thing. And like I guess I start talking to Keenan and then Oscar hears hears my accent. He's like, Where are you from? And you go, Brooklyn. He's like, No way, I'm from Brooklyn. He goes, What school do you go to? And he goes, I go, Polly he's like, Do you know like this girl and i'm like yeah he goes that's my girlfriend i'm like what <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> what the, the the world can be so small yeah, it really can yeah like, one of my best mates in school in russia I, I we moved here he moved like five years before me i turned up like uh i went into a new school like 2013 between 2015 16 so like i'm year nine i'm doing russian club this guy comes in and says you oleg i was like yeah my name is uh, Sasha. 
uh like and he gives his son it was like i think we went to the same school in russia i was like bro i don't know you like you have a <laughs> wow. british surname my man <laughs> what do you mean he's like no 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 my actual surname is like yuldasha which is like and i was like bro you're my best mate in nursery the fuck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh my god i mean yeah being in london like it is you do get i feel like a lot of that like it's a huge city, but it's a very small world. You run into people that have had a lot of common experiences, even the most like wildest fashion. Mm-hmm. And I do like that about the city a lot. You know, I mean, I guess that's more exacerbated by being at uni, but still. Yeah, to be honest, like that, that's what I found out in year one when I moved to uni, like from school. School were also different, and then I get here, and everyone roughly has the same stories or like same meaning of the story, and we can all relate to each other quite cool in a way yeah yeah no, for sure <coughs> well we we can say how we met or well yeah, how we i'm really that's a great story honestly so rookie yeah, initiation cool. night we we, we oh. i was the first one there andrew waltz in and they say okay guys you don't have to drink a pitcher of a pot uh, like of beer but we strongly suggest you do <laughs> we're gonna tape your like left and right hand together and then by the time you finish it that's when you get untaped. So we spent like half of the night taped to each other. <laughs> I thought I thought I'm gonna have to drink three pints and my American friend here would have to drink a pint. He kept up. Like right. it was two two, I won't lie. I'll be honest, that was like one of the biggest compliments I ever got out here was a Russian telling me that I could keep up drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I fully did not expect it. And then well, uh it got to the end of the night and like we've been separated for a while and it, like I'm chatting to you, I think. And it hit me like I didn't catch your name whatsoever. <laughs> Jesus. So I like, man, I know I've been stuck to you for a while, but what's your name, bro? <laughs> like, what's going on here? Honestly, it's great that you did that because looking back, I did not know your name either. <laughs> I literally forgotten. Yeah. But yeah, that's how we met. Just duct tape and a pint of beer. <laughs> Several. But. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, it's been so the, the theme for the podcast today is America. America. <laughs> We've decided. America, fuck you. <laughs> oh my God, that country. So what do we want what to do start? What do you mean that country? That country, country, that's country, country, country. Right? <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, specific it's sport. my country. doesn't mean I love it to death, you know? Oh, I can fully relate to you right now, you know? <laughs> I think I think we can solve the war today. Yeah, we really could. Like, <laughs> let's get like a few. Putin, listen to us. Come on, man. <laughs> just send it over to Putin and Joe Biden. They'll be like, okay, this yeah. is our pathway to peace. They just need a, med- a mediator, like a good one. <laughs> Put a Russian American in a room, have them talk about stuff, beer. That'll solve everything. Yeah, facts. Honestly, but they have too much of egos to deal with anything. Yeah. yeah and one of them has tired hands because he's not controlling what's going on my man's 74 he's falling down the stairs <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying half of the time yeah <laughs> the word that uh, describes america you can describe america in one word yeah <laughs> <laughs> the country's just running itself now <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's been i'd say the last six years have been very tough for America. It's been a lot of mm. political change, a lot of political turmoil. I'd say... Well, like since mid-Trump? Since I would say even mm. the beginning of Trump. 
Actually, even even before Trump, yeah. I would even say about well, uh, yeah, like and, the and months. The Obama's yeah, I mean, when... in order for a character like Trump to get into power, the country doesn't. It has to be in like a bad place. No, but it was also like, kind of both candidates weren't the best. Let's be honest, and it was just like yeah, but the like, country was choosing one evil. The other country chose the other evil. They thought they were better. You know, when, it was when near fifty-fifty, I remember. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was almost like my teacher. I was in like high school at the time. I think my I had this teacher, and he kind of described it best as like this is the election where everyone's voting because they don't like the other candidate. It was mm-hmm. just like what, like no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, you just hated the other candidate. So you didn't actually vote for the candidate that you wanted. You just hated the other one so yeah. much you didn't want to vote for them. And that was what it was like. And then during the years of Trump, those were not great. I mean, just each year kind of got progressively worse and progressively mm-hmm. more radical. <laughs> it was like, you know, 2016, we were like, oh, this guy's nuts. And then like 2020, like January 6th. Yeah. yeah, I think it was January 6th. It was like, this guy's like absolutely nuts. Like this way, just times 20. Like, yeah. What are you doing? This is cannot be happening. <laughs> well, the economy grew, no? Yeah, like it. Got, that's great and all until like you know, wealth inequality goes through the riots. Wealth inequality goes through the roof. A pandemic, like yeah. the immigration laws are shot. But like, he whole- kind of got stiffed, I thought, because it came at the end of his reign, and he didn't do much, and that's why I don't think he got reelected the second time round. Yeah, but like, I, yeah. I think really one of the biggest things about it was that I, I mean, I'm no politician. I study politics, but honestly, I do a lot more international politics stuff. But I think really a big thing was that I think just the Democrats campaigned a lot better. I thought, mm-hmm. and um, I that's re- true. I think a lot of people, you know, were really starting to get sick of what Trump was doing. Like it was just getting like worse and like you know for example my grandfather he um he was a conservative for the longest time voted for trump the first time around and a little context like he was a he's an italian immigrant so he immigrated to america like 1960s mm-hmm. i want to say and he was pretty heavily in support of trump until trump like threatened to get rid of daca which, if you don't know, that is an act that allows pe- like immigrants to essentially come. It's the Dreamers. I forget the full name of the act, but basically, it's an act mm-hmm. that pertains to like immigrants coming into the country oh, and kind of restricting okay. them coming in. And he was a huge supporter of that until that until Trump like threatened to get rid of it, mm. and he was like, "I can't support a guy when you know I was like I'm an immigrant myself, like." This guy, he's reached a point where this is way too much for me, you know? Um, and, yeah, basically. We have the same here. We have kind of a bit worse of a, of a story. Our Minister of Immigration is I mean, Prishi Patel. UK I think politics is a joke. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. so, it's just a full joke. I think joke. she's like first-generation immigrant, so her parents moved and she was born here. And she's, she's literally campaigning against not letting immigrants in. And we like well, you know <laughs> that's a that's a trend in Europe. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's like, once you get to the good place, you don't want the others to get to here. 
Oh yeah, yeah. The, it's funny how many immigrants actually are in favor of no more immigration. Like I'm here already. Right I've made it. You, you can, can stay. <laughs> but, but yeah. I do have a, like a question about politics that I want to ask. Um, so many of you are like very radical, whether you're Democrats or Republican, and you all stick to like the one party you chose or your family were in support of when you grow up. Why is that? Like, do you ever change or do you have an opinion? Do you want to change? Well, your uncle changed, but. Yeah, I mean, it's a really great question. Something like, you know, since being out here, I've definitely noticed it's not nearly as polarized out yeah. here. Like I mm -hmm. say British politics a little bit out here. And a lot of the papers I read talked about that, but also even just like from my own experience, I've seen it's a lot less polarized. But like to answer. Well, we do have like several parties. I think that that's the thing yeah if we had more it would be better yeah we it's yeah. very like i don't know if better though like it's pure chaos all around europe because of the fact that there's so many parties with like smaller percentages of the vote and it's just pure chaos because no no political party can go into government in the uk it's not that bad oh, it's like it's actually still tories versus uh labor labor but in the in like Italy, Spain, uh, France, even Germany, like yeah. it's just so many different parties that nothing can <laughs> be done because it's like three parties in power, and they it's just impossible to pass significantly changing laws like things. Yeah. That, yeah. But isn't it like the same thing for America? Like your usually House and Senate are split. They did not. Yeah, that's another issue. That's yeah. It's a really. I mean recently it's been i can't think of the last time that the house senate and executive were all under the same party but recently it's been an issue like well, just definitely annoying well since obama came in i don't think it's been a single presidency no I don't know no about bush and beforehand maybe bush i don't know i don't think so i remember i think obama had the house had the senate and he was obviously democrat so i think he was the last time where the house had been majority democrat <laughs> yeah, first time or second time right I think I want to say Probably second. Second, I'm mm. not completely sure. I think that was the last time, though. I know under Trump it was split. Biden, it's it been split. double oh, split. Yeah. It it flip flopped a little bit. Well, <laughs> actually, not anymore because it was initially Democrats had initially. So initially, the Republicans it was like split in the Senate, and the House was Democrat. But it was one of those weird, like, American things where, like, it was, like, split, but there was, like, these, like, two Democrats who weren't really, like... Democrats. Yeah. So it was really, like, not split. It was more just, like, gridlocked yeah. in the Senate. Now, the Senate was pretty much won up until a couple days ago when somebody, when a Democrat actually declared as independent. Now it's a little bit iffy, but the Senate was pretty much won up until then. And then the House flipped back to Republican. So right now it's like more Senate is a mess and kind of like a TBD situation. Wait, so you, you have the elections for House and Senate every two years, right? I mean, yeah, it depends. It depends who's going for office. So like it's, I think if I'm correct, it's... Or is it like state by state whenever they feel like it? No, it's not state by state, but every two years there'll be like elections, but not... So, representatives won't be like up every two years, you know? Yeah. So I'm trying to think, like, 
trying to remember honestly. But if it's not up every two years, that means they, well, for uh, when elections happen, the major elections, all her places are up for grabs. No, because there's some people who rotate, even for like, for example, during the presidential election, like there's some seats when, you know, when they were, there was those elections and then you had like the Senate elections and you had the House representatives elections. There's always like some seats that are just unavailable. Some seats that like aren't even up for term. It's just a matter of when they come to term, you know, it's, I'm trying to think, I think it's for the House and the Senate. It's every four years. They like, it's up, but that doesn't mean like. They're not. What I'm trying to say is that they're not all up at the same time. Yeah. You know? yeah. Sometimes every two years, every two years there'll be some seats open. Every two years there'll be some seats open. Okay. Oh, fair enough. So. How how independent are the states in in like politics in the in the U.S.? Because like I feel like we see the U.S. like a obviously like one whole country, but like in terms of like size, it's like it's massive. It's massive. So like the states way bigger than many european countries yeah so, like how does it actually work like how independent are they politically from like the white house Ooh, i mean it's a great question honestly it really has a lot to do with like supreme court especially. <laughs> mm-hmm. like a lot of supreme court rulings will have like determined that over the years just like this principle of like federalism where it's like you know state rights versus like Mm-hmm. government rights and basically i would say as of the last couple of years right it's becoming increasingly state rights so the abortion ruling that recently just happened yeah that really solidified state rights a lot and another ruling which was like is it is it is it just wait what was the state that passed the abortion thing what was there several Hmm? Was it just one state that passed or was it several? So it was several. So oh, it was, it was this was the wildest thing ever. If so just to recap basically, like there was this Supreme Court case called Dobbs v I forget the last part of it. And they were gonna hear, you know, whether like abortion would be overturned. It it was one of those cases where mm-hmm. it could have gone either been like inconsequential or abortion was gonna be overturned, or like it was it was basically like, you know, no one know, really knew what to expect from it. Yeah. But what ended up happening was, for the, like, this case ended up leaking to the internet. So somebody, it was heard, and they kind of kept it under wraps, and they waited a little bit to announce it. Oh. But somebody leaked the case. And this is wild, because this doesn't really happen. Like, <laughs> cases don't just get, decisions don't get leaked to the internet. It just does not happen. Yeah, that's always interests behind welcome Bingo. russia <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i think you know i'm not one for conspiracy theories but you may have to uh, call up your father putin and see what he is he's everyone's uncle uncle vlad you may want to say hi to him you know he's definitely watching him um I've been good to him. <laughs> I've been a good American. Um, Stop the war. <laughs> Stop the war. That'd be really great. <laughs> I think he's going to listen to that part. <laughs> yeah. Um, just I tried. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Did my best. Okay. <laughs> see, see, this is where Europeans think they have a chance. Like, I'm a 
uh, I'm Russian. <laughs> it's not gonna work. It's the way I'm trying. Yeah. I didn't even try it. But oh my god. <laughs> but I'm um, back to what I was saying. Yeah, like yeah, this thing leaked, and then everyone was going wild. Like it was actually really weird because some people thought the conservatives leaked it because once the conservatives leaked it, a lot of states started putting into motion abortion laws. That way, once it decision was released, they could just in as soon as it went into effect, they okay. could just put the laws into effect. Others thought Democrats leaked it because in order to get like a, like to start building like tension before the midterms and stuff like that, but I don't think there's been any consensus on it. Granted, I've been out of touch with American politics for a couple months now, but mm-hmm. basically, yeah, like once that happened, it um. Like a couple months later, people were speculating, "Oh, was this actually the real decision? Was this the final one?" And then we found out, "Yeah, this is the real deal," and it went to effect. And it was wild because you know it really gave like solidified states' rights. I mean, Roe v. Wade, yeah, was a consequential, like a massive Supreme Court case, and it's been there. It's been a a huge president in the United States, like a lot. You know, it's been around for fifty. I want to say 50 plus years now. Mm-hmm. And the court doesn't really, they have this thing where they don't love to turn things over that have been like solidified for that long, especially something of that consequence where like it's yeah. having to do with like fundamental rights and like state rights and like something like as like, you know, intertwined with all the political system of America and intertwined with the different laws and the foundation of the constitution they don't love they don't really love to do that there's this whole like constitutional theory like you shouldn't really you know touch those type of laws because the last time some like somebody touched a consequential consequential like legal president such as that and tried to like do too much in the court was dred scott and that pretty much in effect caused the civil war so that was like a huge like (laughs) yeah that was that pretty much caused the civil war because this guy in the court just went off but But also like if you change the one of like precedent cases when not kind of have to put all of the cases that have been settled on that precedent back into motion so it's interesting you say that because with roe v wade it's that's kind of what's happening where everyone is like freaking out now because that was a huge present regarding fundamental rights and fundamental and one of the and fundamental rights like there's like the fundamental right to interracial marriage there's a fundamental right to like gay marriage like yeah it's really so a lot of those laws people are really scared because they some of the the judges have alluded to the fact that they don't want to use that's the specific the specific laws they use to Guarantee the right of abortion. They've alluded to the fact that they don't want to use that clause for other rights and would be willing to repeal that. So there's been, I kid you not, some motions to like people have been talking like, is it a possibility that they could deny the right to interracial marriage or gay marriage? Yeah, exactly. It's like there was like this. You you passed this like big laws, like uh, big changes in society, and now you're like going back to them instead of just like establishing that and moving forward yeah i wonder why like with how much how different states are in us like you know you go to the west there are kind of like some states like close together nearby they have their own thinking so like you know california nevada have one 
Texas, Alabama, yeah, so, uh, like if it's becoming so easy to have your own unique opinion, wouldn't it slowly turn one big country into several small countries? I mean, yeah, that's the problem with the federal state. Yeah, it's that... really yeah. No, sorry, here's what no, no, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, unless it's You're like the expert, brother. <laughs> I'm not an expert. I'm not gonna lie. I'm trying to. Re- it's all like coming back to me, but it's like this is stuff that's been old, so I may get some of the details wrong. But yeah, it yeah, doesn't matter. Like for us, it's it's great. Like now I have more knowledge and I can speak on it. Yeah, yeah. more openly. Oh but... yeah. I mean, I'd say with federal, like, I would. I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, obviously. I don't see a secession coming anytime soon, but a you what? know, I didn't see a no. Jan Six riot coming. I, don't I didn't so, see no. anything like that. I mean, yeah, I I doubt a secession would happen, but it's one of those. You are right in the sense that like there is this like conflict between like you now some states have some way of thinking, other states have this other way of thinking, <laughs> and when it gets on the federal level, it can get a bit messy. But I think. There is this, there's a little bit of a history of like, you know, Abraham Lincoln did play a very consequential role in being like, you know, secession, you cannot secede. Like he kind of like. For for, for the dumb one who doesn't know English, we've had the same problem. (laughs) Well, for the viewers, they will see this next week, but uh, what what is secession? Secession means when a state breaks or like. What the South did in the Civil War, where they secede from the United States, they say, "Screw the United States, we are becoming our own country." Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, basically, Abe Lincoln played a big role, and I, if I remember correctly, he played a very big role in, you know, saying like, "No, like you guys just can't secede." And he kind of like the president before him. I do remember he was like, "I don't, you know, secession may be constitutional." And Abe Lincoln was like, I don't care what the Constitution says. You are not seceding. Like, <laughs> not happening. And since then, there's been a you know, history where, like, nobody's even thought about seceding. So I don't think, you know, even different opinions in the state would really no, cause that. I don't, I don't think they can ever happen in the U.S., like, short or medium term. But the thing is, like, this is not even America. Like, I've had this thought before. Like, with the amount of choice that you have, whether, you know, it starts from your gender and sexuality... And then, you know, maybe we'll get on to age and what you think you look like and so on and so on. But like, we are trying to be so unique that in my opinion, it's actually pushing us all further apart from each other because we're so unique. We have so many different opinions when those opinions don't, you know, they argue with like an opinion of a herd. Hmm then you treat us as an outcast, but slowly everyone's going to be an outcast due to some different opinion. And if anything, I think that that part is leading to more of a divided world. I think it's also because like, because the, the most like important voices in social media are very young voices as in Obviously, when you're like a teenager and even up in, until maybe like 24, 25, you are, you're going to feel like loud, like an outcast. You're going to feel rebellious and that's normal. And, and that has obviously 
when you turn that into <laughs> social media and that becomes a trend it it might look like the society is like completely broken but it it's it's not a majority of people that are feel, that feel like that it's uh it's just what you see in social media because the people that are in social media are a specific age group if you go out of that age group you find well i mean i think everyone matures yeah, in life it, and... it gets introduced to all especially all of this stuff is getting introduced to a younger age group which means everyone who's younger below them is going to go through that and well the older you get the more chance of you dying out is but also the yeah. fact that you know you're saying that there is this major the hidden majority now is always the case yeah. in russia you know in many elections it was like 65 35 when it got to the lowest point of putin's reign 65 to 35% shit ton of people didn't come out to vote it's because yeah you don't hear from them you don't see them but yeah, you course. can get discouraged you know mm-hmm. yeah totally like i agree i i've definitely experienced myself with a lot of like discouragedness for like i mean like this country is literally going to shit like why mm-hmm. should i care and like like why like not why should i care but like what what is what am i getting like how am i going to like make a difference if like there's so much against like everything and things are just going so backwards you know yeah well i don't think you need to try and say like make a difference for the whole country you need to make a difference like for yourself and if you get it right and you have a voice at some point yeah you can try and make it right for the rest of the country it you <laughs> andrew howell i feel like president 2032 in politics <laughs> and especially in u.s politics you you have to start with the small group then you can move on to like a wider group i.e like a, a state then you move on to like a bigger portion of the population like you can you can build yourself up to to congress for example if if that's what you want or like Whereas I feel like in in many other countries it's not that you 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 have to make like the big impact from the beginning. Um but yeah, obviously like I don't know how the US really works and like intrinsically, but um but yeah, I feel like you can you can start by helping a specific community and like focusing on them. And then you'll get a bit more attention from other communities, and you start building a community, and then you you can actually make a change. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the most qualified to talk about, so I really don't yeah. know like, <laughs> how it like. They were treating you as the expert, and you're the <laughs> politics, but <laughs> I am um, like. No, it's because you have more knowledge than us. Also, also, by the way, if you want to reach for your pint, you also can move the mic. Oh, oh yeah. You, you don't have to go. Spider Man on it. <laughs> I did not. I didn't want to like knock into it or like. Yeah, I didn't no, want to, like, no, no, don't worry, don't worry. So you like break them. Like, so good, so good. Man, it's a mic. Like, it's yeah. not gonna break anything. You can drink. You can drink. Dumb, dumb <laughs> Americans, you know. Don't have many more days of that. <laughs> don't have many more days. Wait, how old are you? I'm twenty. Yeah, but you turned twenty-one. You said February. April. April. Shit. Okay. Fuck. It was February or April. Fuck. 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 <laughs> But, yeah. no, it's like two months off. Yeah, but I thought 
four months over, right? Imagine what you can achieve. <laughs> I, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, that's gonna be I mean depressing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like, you know, it the twenty one definitely sucks, but I will say it's not like like you guys obviously know, like people when they're People in America drink underage, one hundred percent. Like it is like yeah, bro, that, drink, that's what I was getting to by yeah, yeah, your like, age. Everyone drinks underage. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like everyone has. I, I like. I'd say nine. I mean, it is really like nine. Wait, nine. Wait. <laughs> nine? <laughs> okay, I wasn't drinking by nine. <laughs> no. no, I was gonna say like ninety-five percent of all I know have drunk have had like drink around yeah. my age like like it's not difficult to access alcohol in college when you're like 18 19. no, no. i mean just get i mean it comes with some challenges but if you have a fake id these you know they know it's fake when you walk in the store like, <laughs> yeah food, uh, like, yeah my man said like yeah, i think uh, on wednesday that he got a fake id when he was like 14 15. Yeah. But, like no offense to you but my you're tiny like i want to see you at 12 13 you know right here like 21 <laughs> so yeah me. i mean when i was when i was 16 i looked 15 and i was getting alcohol Wait, if i shaved this off i looked 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got my first when i was 16 and i mean yeah they know it's they like when you're that age like they know it's fake they just don't I really just, care. They see show up, they don't really give a shit. They'll sell yeah, you anything. Yeah. It's like, like I'm would it like a sixteen year old walks up and he's buying like Smirnoff ice. It's like, what's the worst <laughs> that can happen? <laughs> <laughs> they go hard from the beginning. Smirnoff ice. <laughs> they build up to a bud afterwards, you know. <laughs> yeah, like it's like these are like four percent things. Like I don't think they really care. Yeah, they don't really care that much. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, fake ID cultures, it's interesting. A lot of people have them. A lot of people use them to go to bars. I mean, it just depends, you know, with the bouncers. I think like, it's like, it's, yeah, it was a shit ton of fake IDs but back in school. It's been three years now and no one really. No, why would you need a fake when you can drink like that? I guess <laughs> uh, that's one of the good things about Europe. Because it's not, yeah. yeah, outside of Europe, it's not legal in many places to drink under 21 21 like i think in, for example dubai oh that's well I mean, dubai yeah. 21 a lot of the southeast asia but that's uh, yeah that makes sense yeah but like you know the english colonies or maybe in i don't know about south america or to be honest africa but like you can only 21 canada canada's 18 18 uh why didn't you move, man? <laughs> I'm actually Better the last Canadian. year I went to Canada um, for my uh, for my break last like last March. I went over there because I was like drinking age is eighteen, not that far from where I go to school. Like, yeah. why not? You know? Uh, can you do you need a visa to go into Canada? Or you just literally show them the passport at the border. Yeah, I mean, same thing as a tourist, Canada. you don't need a visa. Into can I've never been to Canada. So I, fuck it, no. I mean. I, I like also you do understand i've only had a british passport for like three years now so like it's still kind of new that i don't need to get a fucking visa to go into a country because even into uk eu we always had to wait in the long you know ask you 
Yeah, you just have to like when I went to to America, the US and Canada because I went to the US, but I flew through Canada, so I had to like complete two like online forms. Oh yeah, it's Canada also. You get the, like the, the form. The US one is called the ESTA or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I the Canadian that. one, yeah, it's just like a form. You just have to say. Are you a terrorist? No. no. <laughs> 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 have you been to Iran or the South, uh, the, the Middle East? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I go to Canada, last time I went, it was like they were just leaving COVID. Like the COVID restrictions were just like about to get lifted. I was going into Montreal, and when I went, I was like, he just wants to see Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I went, it was like, it was early. <coughs> I mean, I'd show vaccination card, passport, and I fill it like hmm. a quick form. Most times, I don't like to get here. Like, I did not have to fill out anything really. Yeah, but you got lucky. Like, we England was the first country to say like stop to COVID. It's just a flu. It was for us. It was end of hmm. first year, so like a year and a half ago. Yeah, but like otherwise, I think it's... I will. Last uh, winter, we went to Spain. Spain still is need, still need a mask now we still need yeah. a mask in public transport yeah yeah italy is roughly the same a point like, get over it <laughs> yeah it's really... actually no italy is not it was in the summer Maybe. but not yeah i don't know italy they got rid of it yeah Spain, I when i went know. i was real i was like what like because like <laughs> being in here being in like america like we've We've been kind of done with masks for like a good. Bro, you never got onto the fucking masks in America. <laughs> You're the only country who, who had like millions of people dying in a day, and you said, you know what? Fuck it. Masks are me. Yeah, I mean, no one used it here. No, like when back in the day during COVID, you did like only us, only during like the like lockdown times yeah, yeah, yeah. then once <laughs> restrictions yeah. got it started getting lifted yeah of course like you yeah. would you go into in the tube no mask on no problem yeah no one cared for america i mean new york was different because new york's a bit liberal so we kept it on <laughs> you actually have brain cells back there <laughs> <laughs> we also got we were the first place to real i mean besides italy got hit bad they were the first place to really get hit bad. And oh, then... I had a friend who was in Northern Italy that week that when they got hit. Same. And he came back and my, he was standing outside my fucking My classroom. whole school was there. <laughs> <laughs> my, my uh, like, end of year and, like, end of school trip, it was to... Bro, it, it, was it to hit Italy. in fucking February. What do you mean end of school, end of... Yeah, we, did, we had the trip in last week of February. Oh, shit. Well, I didn't. I didn't go on that yeah. trip. I was skiing, so I took a different trip with some friends. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because um, then we had to like prepare for exams and do the like national exam, like some something like SATs, like pretty similar. And so yeah, every like they went to Italy. Everything started going shit. They had to come back on a bus through France instead of flying back. They couldn't fly back. It was it was so fun. I was skiing, chilling in Andorra. <laughs> sure, I'm going. Like, how how are you guys doing? Sixteen hours a day in a bus. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be in Alp de Juez from well, actually like two. But I'm flying out at six a.m. My flight is in what 
what's the time? Wait, it's uh, 7 p.m. Yeah, it's been 11 hours. hours. <laughs> yeah. But, um, shit, I had to ask. Oh, what do you get on your SATs? Because I've never SATs. asked an American on this. <laughs> oh, my God. I... <laughs> See, the thing is that, like, asking, like, essay, like people don't really. I've got a score. So I, mean, I can you... I can tell you mine. You got into Maine, so. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess I'd say I. If you is, don't want to reveal this information, you don't what's have the, to. What's the no, I don't mind revealing it. So, like, the reason why I'm hesitant is because, like, there's, like, a thing. So, there's a thing in America where people don't really share your SATs because you don't want to, like, it's like you a. You don't want to get bullied. Well, yeah, you don't want to, like, if you're better <laughs> than somebody else, it's yeah. kind of like a, like, oh, like, I'm better than you. And if you have it worse than somebody else, you're like, oh, like, it's like nothing good comes out but of sharing the, the thing is, you know? so, like, if you share it, like, for us, it was the same with GCCs. Hmm. But when you go to A-level, you got the results, you walk into uni, not a single time have I had to mention what I've got on my a Oh, yeah, no one cares. Yeah, so I don't know, like, if you go into uni... They can't bully you about an SAT score. You're in the same fucking uni, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely still, like, even then, it's, like, a sort of, like, thing where it's, like, people, like, don't really like to talk about, especially, I mean, obviously, now that I'm out of college, like, course, I mind yeah. less, but it's still, like, even, like, still a thing where people are, like, eh, you maybe don't want to, like, mention that. Fair enough. But I'm, curious, I'm actually curious. What did you get? 1,500. Oh, my God. What? Wow. 1600. Jesus. 1500 is yeah. like 99th percentile. It's... I got I go 800, 800 maths and I got 700 English somehow. Thank fucking God. Second try, but <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. I fucked my ACTs. I got 31 and 32. So yeah. I was like, fuck it. Let me do SATs. First time around, got perfect score on maths. And then I, I said, okay, all right. I'll just focus on the English. The second time around, the maths, like out of. Was it like thirty-eight questions? I, I think I counted sixteen were A's. I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" I checked it like three times. All of them are still A's. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! <laughs> Look at you. That's yeah. wild. I mean, so I got like a fourteen ten, and that's like, that's solid enough. But fifteen hundred is like very. That's I like, didn't get anywhere, bro. I didn't get anywhere apart from UC Irvine. UC Irvine, I mean, I heard it's a sick school. Really, where did you apply? Everything above UC Irvine, like top schools. I don't think I only, I don't, I don't apply Harvard, but I go like UC Berkeley, Davis, LA, and I think, in the, oh, and Irvine. Stanford, and then I went like MIT, MIT Stanford, most of the Ivy Leagues. Mm. Uh, didn't get anywhere. But to be honest, you, you say your score, and I'm thinking, like, my brothers both had two attempts at them. I think Pav got, like, 12.30 best. Impressive. <laughs> Very. I think... <laughs> oh, shit. I don't know if Dad's had it. Ah, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I put a beep. Dad <laughs> yeah. hasn't heard it, but, like, uh, I think Greg got, like, something around yours as well. I think maybe 13.90 or 14.10, something like that. But, yeah. <laughs> I would say, like, here's the thing with SATs, right? SATs, they're very interesting because it's kind of like taking, like, any test in a way, but it's also not like taking every test. Like, there are people out there that are really, really smart, but are just don't do well in their SATs. Yeah, of course, yeah. Either for, like... I couldn't figure English out for the longest while. Like, English is not my thing. Yeah. And, like, languages is not that much of my thing, and it took me a while. 
But then again, can you like do fuck all all of your uni, uh, school life? Get a sixteen hundred on the SATs just because you've been preparing for it the whole life. And go Probably, somewhere. yeah. Because yeah. like you don't care about academics and applications that much. I think it was like when we got told because I had like a an advisor for this. She said twenty five percent is academic, seventy five percent is extracurricular, whatever else. You yeah, uh, I would say. I mean, I wouldn't say seventy five. I would say I can't give you a percentage, but I would say extracurriculars in America matter a lot for applications. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot. Like, if you get, like, perfect score SAT, you get, do, like, perfect GPA, like, and you do no extracurriculars, you'll still end up somewhere amazing. Like, (laughs) but a school like Harvard, a school like Brown, a school like all the Ivies, Mm -hmm. they will be hesitant. There will be some hesitancy to take you on because they really value extracurriculars. And, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of, the reasons why I got into college is I had pretty solid extracurriculars. I was a three-sport athlete one year. My man. <laughs> Not a good athlete, but I was Right here, athlete. right here, you know. <laughs> 20, 20, 29. Wait. 29. Come on, baby. bro, you can get it. <laughs> Mr. Penn, right? Uh, I, I was the first one to sign yours, and I was the first one to sign corners. I, I knew, like, right here. <laughs> right, right where it is. <laughs> But um, that was so nice. I was like, I was so surprised about that. You know, the thing is, I missed you getting it. I was literally like that big dinner really fucked me. And like, we went out for a smoke and I think you were out there as well. So I went, went back in and went to the toilet. I come back up. They've done, you start speaking on the mic. I was like, well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not in the picture. Like the Ergie took of my table. Oh. That That's the only reason. But like, I still blamed her on Ergie. <laughs> Oh, and I know you're listening. You told me you're gonna listen to this episode because yeah. I'm just here. <laughs> but you still your fault. Yeah. <laughs> Get my highlights, bro. Come on, I've done mad shit on the pitch, and you've got nothing. Yeah, bro, you gotta you gotta up the um, you gotta up the recording, bro. You like, you've missed. There was some significant plays that you missed <laughs> during the game. It was it was quite unfortunate. He's got the touchdowns, which is good. But, yeah. yeah, that's like the bare minimum. Though. Yeah, like, you should be getting the touchdowns. Like, if there's anything you should, if be he doing. doesn't get the touchdowns, and even I, I don't know much about American football, <laughs> but uh, I know the touchdowns are fucking important. Yeah, like, yeah, like for anyone who hard. watches it, like there is a way to when you kick off, usually the other team gets the ball. There's a way to kick it not this far and like recover the ball. I did that. My man missed it. Only, only, only. Only ask something. I was like, bro, you can record and talk. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, it was Ergi. If when you listen you to this, it. go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, it, 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 this is gonna be out on something. Respectfully, oh, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Respectfully, <laughs> you know, you know what? Not even respectfully. <laughs> I got mafia friends as well, so I don't wow, care. Wow, Thing is, Ergi is the first person, like apart from Vince, I knew on the team, because like that first session I went to, I was standing next to him in this big circle, like before we went off. You know, just chatting to him the whole way there, and I think on the way back we went walked as well. So I do have respect for you, but it's you fucked it, brother. <laughs> Not my fault. <laughs> you fucked it. But yeah, how how does it feel to get your first touchdown? Because I know you said you didn't. We haven't had one before. Yeah, I mean that was that was a 
unbelievable. Like, it's one of the things, like, as a child, I was like, I really hope one day I get a touchdown. Then I left high school. I finished up football. I was like, ah, I never got that touchdown. Hmm. And then it, it was just... Greenwich, right? Hmm? Greenwich. No, it's a, uh, I went to high school in Brooklyn. No, no, I mean, you got it against Greenwich. Oh, Greenwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you went to school here in fucking <laughs> Greenwich. Fuck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, it was a surreal moment, honestly. I was like, I was so unbelievably hyped about it. It was just, and it was like a very, very like important like point too, where like, we like we we had we the last prior it was game the, it was it was the first one of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. It was like first drive, like yeah, that very, was a madness. Oh, it man. was after a big loss, like it was just like a very like surreal moment, honestly, and like. Honestly, I was just more hyped that we, like, got it, and we, like, I didn't really, like, care about, like, me getting it. It was more just, like, the timing mm-hmm. of it. Like, I was just happy that we had, like, a touchdown, like, at that point. Because we were just so low more like, <coughs> last week after getting, yeah. scoring no touchdowns. Yeah, and that that's what I think, like, this team has brought to me more than the two or three teams that I've been in, in school. Because I play rugby, basketball, football. And everywhere it was, like, yeah, if you score, you're the man. And it's like, team go one win a fucking year each time. <laughs> like, any sport, like basketball, Sad. when I got to be captain, I got two wins. And I was like, mad. Rugby that year, we still got one fucking win. And I was like, what the fuck? And we have a winning record here. It honestly feels like a family. And like, when I was saying bye to corner, I literally said, this has been the most amazing, like, two, three two, uh, months of my life. Because... I feel welcome. I feel respected. You trust me. I trust you. Like, I trust everyone around me. It's just a great feeling. Yeah, I mean, I... That's really the thing about football is that, like, you know, a touchdown cannot happen without every single person on the team doing their job all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, there's a person that throws the ball, a person that catches the ball, a person that maybe runs it in the touchdown, in the the end zone. But, like, at the end of the day, none of that is possible without all other 10 guys in the field doing everything the blocking the <laughs> routes the running back whatever he's doing at the, the fucking time. o-line the o-line they're mad they're mad this season yeah. uh, it's really like and that's a great thing about football is you know like you there's this there's this quote and i'm gonna butcher this quote <laughs> it's like you have you experienced the epic highs and lows of high school football it's that is 100 butchered by the way like <laughs> I forget the main quote, the full quote, but it's something along that lines. Yeah. And bro, I cried after the Greenwich game. I came <laughs> up with a minute to go with a cramp, and I literally I knew the tears were coming. I was like, okay, 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 okay. And that minute took forever. Like minute of gameplay, it was like five minutes or six minutes, and then the final whistle blew, and I just collapsed to my knees. I stand up, and Bunny's there, like, bro, we won. What the fuck are you crying? Just like, what the fuck, man. <laughs> No, that game, I yeah, it's like you just have it's such an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And but you're with your teammates through all of it, so you really get to bond, you know? Yeah, like I, I said to myself, I always, you know, at the end of games you see players in tears, whether winning or losing, or even in football, and like I played so long, I never felt that and I was like, that doesn't exist. That this time around I felt it like I was so exhausted and I was so happy. I was just like, mad. Yeah. No, it's like that game I remember like we the second half i was just like biting my nails like crazy it was like because you know 
for context, basically, during this game, we scored two touchdowns first half. But it was like basically... And they scored back. one in the first half as well. Well, we scored two in the first... Oh, they also scored one in the first yeah. half. So, the, the in the second half, we were just no... Like, both offenses really weren't clicking. It was cold. Nobody, like... Oh, really bro, we going. played out as a defense. Like, that was the game. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> but... And it's like, they, you guys made multiple huge stops. But, like, literally, if, like, you guys let up, like, one play, like, we would have basically either lost or been tied. Yeah, exactly. And that the, was just... The, the thing is, you know, the safety play. Yo, I know half of the team is watching, but I don't want to, like, <laughs> full, take full credit. But I walked up to Keenan before, and I was like, man, how about we don't try and kick it and gain, like, 20, 30 yards and have to defend this much? We have two minutes on the clock. Fuck it. Like... Get Barney to get a safety. We get booted down there and we have the whole pitch to defend. And I'd rather do that because I know we can defend the whole pitch in a minute and a half. And then the fucking onside kick. Again, I come up to Zoltan. I was like, man, if you look, they're not standing 10 yards. They're standing 15. Kick a shot. Yeah. Literally half time he comes around. like, get in, get in, get in. We do an onside kick. I was like, Ooh. and like, <laughs> it's so amazing that you go out on a pitch, you you survey what's going on, what's happening, where are the weak spots. You come back, you tell the coaches, they take your ideas in and you do the stuff. And I'm like, yeah, if I tried to tell my coach back in the day in rugby, okay, that guy is shit, let's target him. He was like, Ole, 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 Ole. We have a way here, you know. We do this thing, like, shut up, you know. You know. Yeah, um, no, totally. And I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's also a sign of just having great coaches shout out yeah the ucl emperor's american yeah. football coaches y'all agree connor zoltan keenan benny benny sam, sam. both sams well it was jesse you have so many coaches jay <laughs> bobcat i'm not sure if i'm missing anyone but yeah <laughs> zoltan knows neo oh really yeah so zoltan yeah. is really my good friend. sister yeah so zoltan is really good friends well, with a uh, guy Who's dating my sister? Yeah. <laughs> so after the Greenwich game, I, I was chatting to uh, Zoltan as we we're walking up to UCL, and I was like, "Oh, do you know like this guy Henry?" And he was like, "Yeah, I do." And I also know he's dating the guys like your flatmate sister. I was like, "I should have not asked them. I should have not You know the story, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that is that is why <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Can we get a tea pause? I want to get another drink. Yeah. Well, welcome back from the tea pause, tea break, whatever we called it. Uh, we've got a couple more topics to go through with you, our American export, you know, for, for the day. Want to start on gun control? Let's, let's start with gun control. Uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> Neil, we do also have a big Nerf gun. Yeah, yeah. But if you if, if that makes you feel more at home, you know we can bring it's it. Better for gun control. Oh, it doesn't work. Yeah, there is no alcohol. There, there is a little. There is a little bit of vodka in there. Oh my god, from the party stuff. Yeah. Oh, oh my. You want, you want a shot? I'm quite alright. <laughs> oh my god. Bye. Yeah. So, what do you want to know about gun control exactly? I don't know. I, I like the thing is, in Russia, it's guns are much like it's you can go to a shooting range much more easily than here. 
here is just shanks. Yeah. You, like if a roadman pulls up and you there, it's like straight death here. You got a stab wound, you're bleeding. You know, you have a chance. You have a chance. But like you know, from your perspective of living most of your life there and now coming over here. So it's interesting because, as I mentioned before, I'm from New York. So we guns are illegal to carry. Well, not illegal, but oh my very God. hard. Thank God they actually do have brain cells in New York. <laughs> New York, no, New York. They they have brain cells. New York, they're they're very smart in New York. We don't think that about Americans, by the way. Just so you. Know. I mean, you're not necessarily wrong. wrong. <laughs> including my, I mean, yeah, Americans are not. The smartest, including myself. <laughs> Although he talks, he talks in third person about like Americans. Like yeah, but it's he, he's British now after this three months. Yeah. yeah. No, I, that's even talking about like okay, Americans. Example number one is that Americans cannot do math. Like we literally since being out yeah, here. What's up with that? What's two plus two? <laughs> Trust like, me, I know that's about the extent to which I know though. Like, like minus one. one? <laughs> is, is, is high school education that bad no i don't it's not even well, well that's a whole other topic it's i mean it, de- it like it depends it some areas it's very good some areas it's bad it's okay yeah practically based on how rich the area is around you because they fund the high schools using taxes same well, yeah same here everywhere yeah I yeah like. um i would say I mean, I don't know why actually Americans are bad at math. Like honestly, like why are you bad at math? Give us that explanation. Are you bad at math? I'm not comparatively speaking, I'm not bad, but I came out here and I was like, wow, I'm not good compared to everyone else. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing is like if you go to China or like a- oh, yeah. uh, most of Asia, even as a Russian where Russian maths is much more rigorous than most of Europe maths, I still feel like an idiot down there. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, feels like you know, from the west side of the world, from like the t- date line to the east, it just gets progressively better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the way that even is. It's just it's very, it's very interesting. I will say, like, I guess I don't. I think what it really comes down to, I think the education systems are built a bit differently. So you know, in the UK, right? You guys, what you guys do, like work out here is very calculation based very like hard data evidence based in the u.s we for in terms of education we have a lot more power of inference so like mm-hmm. i've seen like out here it's more research it's more like to like two plus Back- two equals four except you know 20 million times comp- more complicated and in the form of like and you use a reference you <laughs> yeah like if i was just like in the u.s it's like you don't you know you can kind of take something and more creative spin on it the way you write essays is a lot more like inference based a lot more analysis based here's very research we'll be so perfect we know how to waffle (laughs) that's all i know how to do (laughs) i won't lie i don't know how i got 76 percent on that entrepreneurship coursework (coughs) i waffled the shit out of it put some facts in it put some references i keep getting away with it i'm like almost done with uni so like <laughs> my man clearly works, works 24 hours before a deadline that's it I've, he does nothing I've, he gamed all wednesday yeah. <laughs> and then my I'm, whole life i've been told next year that's yeah. not gonna cut it next year you're just, yeah, you're just you gonna, know, you're in, you're gonna like, fail everything like 
What do I need to do now? Master's PhD to yeah, prove that yeah. my you, system you, works. You know that Mike scene in Suits where he says the same thing, like, you know, they told yeah. me my vision, like my photographic memory is not going to work fully. Like, that's how I feel. Well, that, I don't have a, unfortunately, I don't have a photographic memory that would have been I have, amazing. Like, I think over the last five, six years, it has de deteriorated. I didn't have a strong one, but like, I. A little bit, yeah. Fair a little enough. bit, exactly. But still, like, I just remember oh, anything I'm interested. The matrix in. is not. The matrix is not that bad. <laughs> matrix, kill me. please don't kill me. Please. Matrix is very easy. Illuminati, if you're watching this, I'll accept the offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jesus. But uh, to get back to the main point, oh, you, we were talking about gun control. Yeah, yeah, you want to go on? What happened to that? Um. So, it's really, really interesting. I mean, sort of the same premise as abortion, where the states kind of can take it and do what they want. However, there is a fundamental right to you like self like bearing arms for self defense. Mm -hmm. So there is that right where if somebody like was to come attack you and you harm them, it that that is there is a fundamental right to self defense with a firearm. But yeah, it really I mean like it depends I think if I'm correct you can buy a gun anywhere, but how hard it is to buy guns, it really depends state by state. You know, some states like Maine were actually, I, this is not I fact tried. checked. <laughs> However, I know it's very, it is very easy to get a gun in Maine. You can go to your Walmart, buy one, and I believe. Bro, the supermarket sells guns. <laughs> like, yeah. AK rifles, everything. You go to Walmart, you go one, brother. Yeah. Oh, no, that's like, that is like a real thing. Like, Walmart sells guns. I've been in multiple Walmarts over multiple states where they've sold guns. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And some states, I know you don't, if I'm, I think there's a few states, Maine may be one of them, but I, if I remember correctly about America, mm -hmm. I think there's a few states where you don't even need a permit to buy a gun. Jeez. There's some states like New York, you, it's virtually, to get a gun in NYC is very, very difficult. However, you know, you need like a permit to go through a process, mm -hmm. but in other states, it can be very, very easy to get a gun. I feel like I, I, I understand the reasoning behind being pro guns as in, well, if someone might attack me with a gun in order to defend myself, I should also have a gun. But even if like the, that other person got the gun like illegally, like from like a black market, but then it it's like a vicious circle. It's like the more people that have guns, the the more you're gonna see yourself in the situation of being attacked by a gun. Exactly, and the thing is, like, that's why a I think your crime levels are higher than most countries, cities, whatever. But also the fact that the lethality of those accidents is much higher exactly yeah yeah because here you get shanked yeah if, if you go to the hospitals like stitch me up if there's a if there's a gun involved there's a yeah. big percentage of like probability you're gonna get killed yeah it's like it's not even just like the fact of guns it's just like the caliber of guns that you can get in america yeah of I've, course yeah. you can get like these aren't just these aren't just handguns these are like yeah, like rifles. rifles. Like you can... assault rifles, bro. 
Like my man, you you could not load the whole. You could not load the whole clip into your school on a random Wednesday. The fuck. Yeah, mm. that's fair. Yeah, it's very it's interesting in terms of like, I wish I knew a bit more about like the state by state laws. I do know like recently, there was a certain law in New York that got overturned by the Supreme Court, like a 70, 80 year law regarding like, you know, permits and like gun control, but. It is, there's some states, it is wild, but we really acquire it. I like, hmm. I, I, that's why I really do think, like, when I came out here, I just felt a lot safer. Like, even though yeah. New York is a very, New York, it's not, it's hard to get a gun. Like, you, it is hard to bring a freaking gun. Can get I gun. ask a question? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever had one pulled on you? No, I've never had one pulled on me. I was threatened once when I was in Maine, but it was like, half-heartedly it was it was more just like basically my two friends were being idiots and (laughs) i they like already like made this person really mad in their house and she was like screaming at them from the uh from her balcony and you go threatened by a girl with a gun like it was so basically it was like no but like am i getting this right yeah, yeah, yeah okay like Basically, it was like I walked up. I didn't know what situation. I see the lady. I go, "Hello, how are you doing?" And she's like, "Fuck you." And I'm like, "Well, fuck you." And she's <laughs> like, "You say one more thing, I'm gonna go inside and grab my gun." And I go, "Bet." Oh shit! And I see Jesus. Her make- <laughs> and I see her kind of like half like. Make a movement. I don't even remember if she turned around. I see her make a movement and I just bolted. Yeah. <laughs> the wide receiver came out on him. What are we? It was just like, it, yeah, like that's the extent to which I've done it. But like, Fair I would say like even in New York where like guns, you know, it's not really like it's a thing, but it's like you're not, it's much harder to get a gun. It's much less common to see a gun. Like, people just don't have guns lying around in New York as okay. much as other states. Even in that setting, right? Since, like, I since coming out of here, I've just felt so much more safer. Even though, like, guns are not that common out there. Like, because, like, it, like, it's gone so much worse since I've got to England. I've been here 10 years. Especially hmm. now that I live in London the last two and a half years. It's like, I recognize this summer. I don't feel safe in this town anymore really yeah like to be fair you always have to have a night out (laughs) like you know i was walking through moscow budapest in my times like many different uh, cities berlin through like middle of the night by myself not once did i have to look over my shoulder maybe it's because i was a tourist at the time like here i'm a resident but still yeah like if you come back home at night in london you you're watching your back yeah yeah, I mean, I've always, I guess I kind of grew up that way because I grew up in New York, but I mean, out here, I've never, like, I felt just a lot safer because of just the lack of, like, it was a subconscious I can't thing. get short, it's only a shank, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a subconscious I mean, thing, yeah, though. It's like, like, you're not going to, like, once, like, because you could always, you could always hear somebody, like, if you don't have AirPods in, you could hear somebody kind of running yeah it's hard yeah but the they, gun, don't run up, just... they don't run like, up and shank you straight away here i don't know no, no. for example if i'm in spain at night i might put my headphones on and walk at night in london i don't do it 
I like I I'd rather like Fingers not listen to music I, and just like be more aware of my surroundings. Hey, but the thing is, I fully know I can take a guy now, especially thanks to microphone. Like <laughs> I know I can put a shoulder through a guy to the point where he's done for, and then so like I was walking from Scala, from Mikey's headphones in on the call like fully, but yeah, when like when you're drunk, you have cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. You, you're <laughs> inhibited. Yeah, I. But I, yeah, I, in terms of that issue, I would say like I felt it's just you. I don't think guns should be legal at all in America. I think like things. There's so many crazy and like very mentally unstable people in the world. If you give one a crazy person a gun, you're gonna have like a tragedy. If you give a a very crazy person a knife they can cause some trouble but like it's not going to be as bad <laughs> yeah no yeah like there's just been, like a lot of shit like the school shootings in america like oh my god did you have to do the training in school let me get to this this is a great one yes yeah yes we've had to do i've done school Jesus. shooting drills since i was about long as i can remember <laughs> really long time like <laughs> I want to say, oh my gosh, the earliest I can remember, and I'm guessing there may have been even more before this, the earliest I can remember is like third, fourth grade. Which is? I was about nine, ten years old. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that's built into your system. Into yeah. We, every single year in high school. Is we it like once a term, once a year? It was more like a once a year type drill. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, better like than a fire drill. For us, it was like every time we had a fire drill, but uh, I only had one a year. Fair enough. It was like, what do we? And it would be distinct. Like you know, fire drill, you hear like the sirens go off. This one, you <coughs> hear the lights, the sirens go on, but you wouldn't hear the sirens. You'd hear like just repeated like bells going bong, 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 and that's when you knew like, okay. Are you sure it was the bell or the bullets? <laughs> no, it's like it's a distinct thing. It's like. Yeah, like bomb. it has to be a different sound. Yeah, and literally, it's like what you do is you know. Is it countrywide, like sound or? No, no, it's not like a white sound. It's literally like, like a, uh, like a, a, like a bell, like a. Uh... Yeah, but like it's still a sound, a noise. Like, yeah, is it similar? Like the fire alarms, I guess, are very similar in most places around the world. Yeah, you are the one of the only countries that like have allowed guns. So I was wondering if like. A whole across the whole country it's the same sound so it's recognizable oh, anywhere uh, mm. i don't think so. i don't really know my the reason why there's just bells in my school is because that was just a distinct noise that they could use and they had bells throughout the school because an older school so and they also had fire alarms so it was like yeah. use the fire alarm sounds fire alarms use the bells for a um school shooting test mm. but yeah like in the test what they do is you know turn off the lights, you go in like the corner of the classroom away from the windows, shut all the curtains, hmm. everyone stays silent. And that... that one you actually have to say silent for. Yeah. Because like fire alarms, we got told to say silent. No one gave a shit. You know, like they would keep yeah, like, telling us, oh, that one, man, just like not a peep. But like, has it ever happened in your school? I hope no, not. No, no, no. Thank fucking God. No. It's been like... No, it's never happened in my school. And like the crazy thing is during these drills, right? 
so they'll somebody will go around as like a security check because like and they'll like knock on the doors Oof. so they'll do you'll hear a dot 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 and no and everyone's like not supposed to move say anything mm-hmm. and then just keep doing a security check because like the whole protocol is you just lock up the room don't let anybody in if somebody opens a door for you, <laughs> it's like you know like you failed yeah, yeah. you failed like and also, like, let's say you're in the hallway. Let's say you're not even in, like, a classroom. What do you go to? You just go to the closest room. No matter oh, okay. what. Closest you, room. You hear that bell, closest room, they'll let you in. Not even the toilet? If that's, I mean, ooh, I don't remember, actually. From what I... I mean, if I was a shooter, I would go to the toilets. I mean, Shoot everything out, leave. Yeah, I don't... If I remember correctly, the thing but... is, if you have a fucking assault rifle, right? You Just can... uh, fire it. You... No, 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 no. It's not even that. You can fucking shoot out a fucking lock, shoot it out, no? Yeah, but the whole point is that yeah. you don't make noise so that you... it's. If the it's fucking really... door is locked, like, if the kid has gone through this training since he said 9, 10, he knows what everyone else is doing. Yeah, but yeah. that's the, the whole point is that, like, Police will get there soon enough to stop him. Obviously. Like, yeah, it's more, I don't, I mean, I don't know much about the tactics of them, but I think the whole point is delay as opposed yeah. to actually prevent. Cause at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the, ob- the obvious thing to yeah. do would be to run out of the school. However, like, like if you're right near the door, the obvious thing is run out of the school or get out of there. Obviously, yeah. But... At the end of the day, you get out the front door and there's a guy with a gun right there. Yeah, that can you, at that point you're like, yo, 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 time out, time out, time out, time out. Pause, pause, pause. What's up? Go back inside. What's your I'll name? Complete... How are you doing today? <laughs> I'll complete the level, okay? I'll complete the level. Jeez. It's like, I don't know. With the with that sort of thing, it's like a, it's more just like. But like, just, like if a, a kid's keying in on the classroom, there's not much you can do. But the it's thing is, like, the guy usually what he's. Is he is in class, and that's when he pulls it out. Like, how soon? Oh, but like the bullet noises are distinct, right? Oh yeah. Okay, okay. That's how they know to pull the alarm. That that was my next question. Like Like a bullet noise can be heard. Like, what if he has a silencer? Hmm? But silencers. That's it's too. Oh, you will hear that people shout before they will. I think it's a silencer. It still has like a pretty intense sound. It's also, just like, not that loud. If you have, if you're using a, I mean, I don't. It, I don't. I don't know if it would be. I don't think it would be easy to get a silencer at all. Uh, I don't think it would be. I think unless it's homemade, I don't mm-hmm. think it would be easy to get a silencer. But it's like, yeah, that. It's definitely like a real possibility. Like when I was in high school, from the time, like, let's see. When I was in high school, the Florida shooting happened. There was the. There was school shooting like every other week, I swear. It's, yeah. Like, and then the big ones get on the news even here, but still. Yeah. Like, yeah, like Sandy Hook was. I guess in, in states, like in state news, you have it a lot more often, especially the ones where it's much more easier to get a gun. Yeah, I mean. Of course. The interesting thing, I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think of all the the ones that, because I don't, so there was Texas where it's kind of easy. Florida, it's easy. And then if you want to go way back, Columbine was Colorado, which I 
think you could get one. Mm-hmm. Sandy Hook was Connecticut. That one was harder to get a gun. But that one was a really... I mean, it was like... That was one of the first... No? Like, it wasn't one of the first ones. It was just a really, like, bad one. Yes, I say first ones. That's the one. The fir- one of the first ones that we had here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was just like... Those kids were young. Like, those kids were really, really young. I, at the time, I was like... Let's see. I had to have been, like, 12 or 13. Like, that shit was scary as fuck. Because, you know, you had, like... These kids were way younger than me, but, like, I have brothers, you know, like, they were around that age, like, that one was just, it was just so beyond fucked. And, like, that is, like, the one thing that really is, like, kind of made my views very, like, anti-gun, was that, like, Sandy Mm -hmm. Hook was just, like, like, that, I also, being in the tri-state area, too, like, there was, it was very, like, hard hit, you know? Yeah, very close to home. I, the, where's the town? Actually, I think it's called Sandy Hook, but mm-hmm. it's not that far from New York. I don't think it's far whatsoever, and it's just like, you know, it hit very hard, especially because I was not that old. Hmm. Well, I feel like we can step away from such a sad topic. Okay. Yeah, step no. onto a happier Move to one. weed. Move yeah. to weed. <laughs> well... What's the difference, Andrew? Yeah, <laughs> How's you know, it going? It is very, very interesting we out here. What you guys have, like the culture and sort of the legal aspect of it, is really like, it's kind of like what the US was 10 years ago. Okay. Very interesting in that respect. Like, Funnily enough, like I believe within the next seven to 10 years, it will be legalized here. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys are, Absolutely. like, I see the parallels, like, between what it was, like, the sort of thing where it's like, not kind of reach that point where it, like among young people it's not taboo among like older people it's still like eh, but like hmm. people are getting used to it a bit more politicians i think they're starting to like talk about it right they're starting to be like okay like maybe it's time yeah. to legalize it right and that's sort of like what it was like about 10 years ago in like the america you know 10 to 5 years ago you start to have these sort of like cultural shift this conversation you know, you had states starting to legalize. Now more states have done it. Now it's even like the very hard right states have even had these starting to have these conversations. Yeah, Arkansas had an election about it this past like about three months ago, I think. Which is like if you know anything about Arkansas, like that's as hard right as it comes. Like Arkansas, they the northern half of Arkansas, they won't even sell alcohol. <laughs> Yet they're having talks of legalizing weed throughout the state. You know. It is, it is wild, honestly, and I definitely think like, since being here, I've noticed those parallels between what it was a couple years back. Fair enough. But good. Like, good. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like, quality wise. Quality. Well, I mean, <laughs> maybe even like we'll get onto the price afterwards, but that was another thing. Like, Pricing's very high here. I haven't here. Pricing yeah. is insanely like, high here. Yeah, but yeah, it's true. But it is the same for Jesus. everything. But like, I've heard in dispensaries, it's much more expensive. In America, yeah. So I don't really buy with that much, or I don't really buy at all, honestly. But saving yourself. <laughs> nah, that's actually true. I don't really. I don't buy at all. 
but it's like I think yeah, dispensaries is a bit more expensive, but it's also like it's nobody uses a dealer anymore. Yeah, there's no like a still like a black market, like a big black market weed. There is, but like not real. Like for example, where I go to school in Maine, like everyone just goes to dispensary. Okay. It's like everyone's like. But is the weed better there or from a dealer? It should oh, be better, better there. Better there, and oh, also yeah. Maine is was one of the first states to legalize, so there it's very good up there. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The thing is that that's one way, like the government can control the quality, and they know that the people are smoking some good stuff. You know, <laughs> they they're enjoying it. But like, on the other hand, it's putting some people out of business. Yeah, I mean. Well, yeah. again, like drug scene, I guess in America is even bigger than the one here in UK. And there's a lot. But more I mean, I guess, I guess available. the people that produce the weed within the country, when they used to do it like illegally, now do it legally. Like they, they, they still do the same thing. They just now sell it like. But can to you the open up your own dispensary? Oh, I don't know, actually. Probably I need a license or something. Can. Yeah, I think it's similar to an alcohol license, but I think a bit hmm. more stricter because it's newer. Yeah. Um, At least, I mean, dealers do just still exist 100%. Of course, and yeah. a lot of times they'll also just buy dispensary weed and just resell it. But, um, yeah, I mean, or they'll sell homegrown stuff. They, they still exist, but I definitely, like, you know, it's kind of wild because, like, a couple years ago, like, nobody would ever dare think to go to, like, a dispensary. But now, like, all my friends are like, oh, I'm going to dispensary. You want any weed? And I'm like, sure. Hey, Hit me up. Tell <laughs> me some, yeah. How much do you need? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah. That's, that is only in some, it varies state by state. Definitely mm. does. New York, it's been interesting because it just got legalized very recently. Yeah. So, uh, you know, go to Times Square and they will sell you, like, from weed trucks, they'll sell stuff. Which Crazy. I don't know if that's completely legal, but it happens. <laughs> Crazy. Let's go yeah. to New York. <laughs> I'll definitely see a llama like that after the weed in New York. Oh, yeah, I've been looking at that thing yeah. a lot. Yeah, no, I know. I got it's this poster cool, like uh, a year ago, a UCL poster sale. Oh, my. It's just the fact that there is a fucking llama sticking out of a car. It's just fucking brilliant. That's a very, like, that's. New York, a lot of weird stuff like that happens. <laughs> you'll see, you'll you'll see a lot of weird stuff, and mm-hmm. you just learn not really to question it. Honestly, same here. Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, like, yeah. yeah. I think like, like within big, the last month, I was like walking to uni from here. And, you know, it's a ten minute walk. I swear to God, I saw a dead person like cold to death on like in a sleeping bag outside. The guy was just searching the woman like. Jesus. She was like fully passed out and it really didn't see any movement from her. Like even the bag wasn't lifted. I'm just walking like, my man, okay. why are you stealing from her? Call an ambulance or something. Like relax. London police, if you're hearing this, might be a dead woman somewhere around. It's literally down the street. You know, down you know, the street. You know, you know, you know, like if you walk to Euston Square, walk underneath the the road and then walk out to the UCL main gates. Literally down the road. Oh, great. You know where Anna lives? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, a couple of doors down. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Great street. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Totally, like, it is definitely... I will say, you guys have a very big... Um, drinking culture here is very 
interesting too. I it think, is. Like, yeah, I don't know if it's changing or not because like I see a shit ton of Brits because they're doing the exact same thing. Like Brits, I mean, like our age Brits. We we have a, a group. I don't think I hope that none of them will watch it, but uh, <laughs> but like fully, even they like every day at five they would go pop. Yeah, like, that, that's yeah. the culture. The fucking dads of the family. I had a girlfriend. The dad or yeah. the stepdad. He literally just after work he went to a pub till nine ten, then came back went to bed straight away. And yeah. you're sitting there thinking like, my man, if you don't love your family, walk out, get another family. It's that this pop I mean, is really like interesting because you know, like I've heard stories about like investment bankers. They'll work and then like at six o'clock they'll go hit go get a pint come back go do work and like it's not really like that in america it's like you do work america's like you do work you do work and then you go out and then you do work you do work it's not do work drink do work drink do work drink. like there's no like you don't have like a pub time you know like, yeah but that's more european thing yeah in spain we do that too like, we have siesta yeah, yeah, we have ear clock here no, but in spain you like you leave work you go home for like a bit and then you usually go to the bar either like meet up with friends or even family sometimes and just have some wine or some beer not drink as much as here in the uk because here you get people get drunk every evening yeah after yeah. work and like I, I feel like that's a bit too much but like we 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 still drink every day in spain it's but very it's common drunk it's yeah like it's having a drink you get a little bit drink. yeah you get like tipsy a little bit like you just get you get happy <laughs> yeah i mean like you know a conventional glass of wine with dinner yeah like yeah thing, that's, but like, that's the most common thing in spain yeah it's common it's it's pretty common in america but i would say yeah. there's a little bit less of a drinking way less, a little bit less of a drink culture than america Fair enough. But, uh, yeah that's one of the things i found really interesting about coming here it's like you go to like also the like people here get drunk drunk which i kind of love like yeah the thing is, it takes people a lot more to get drunk drunk here than you in america yeah but people still get there because you used to drinking more <laughs> yeah. every day like yeah. big amounts yeah but like and a, a couple of beers and a couple of people passed out on the street everyone there. everyone here gets drunk on beer yeah. like is, is like a, a, a typical Tuesday evening, let's go to the pub. So, can we, can I ask, what the fuck is wrong with this country and the fact that you, if you want to have a beer, you have to have a pint, which is like 560 68, milliliters, 68. 68 milliliters, like, why can't you, you know, have like a smaller portion, <laughs> like a smaller well, size? Hey, we, we are amazing at drinking beer in this country. B, do any other fucking measurements in this country make sense? Miles, no. pounds, no. no. I still don't fucking know what a stone is. <laughs> what is it? Wait, what is a stone? What's the it's fuck like, is a stone, yeah. The thing is, when I was like 64 kilograms, it, I was 9 stone and 11 pounds. I know a pound is 2.2 kilograms. Yeah, something So like what that. the fuck is a stone? How am I 64 and 9, pound, and nine stone? Someone you... messaged a stone? And they were like, this is a stone. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, well, it's such bullshit too. Like pounds times 2.2 is nearly 25 kilos. Yeah. So yeah. what the fuck is nine stone? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? 
But yeah. yeah, like, and, and it's so weird because, like, on the one hand, you have like a pint of beer. On the other hand, you have like tiny measurements for any other type of alcohol. Like, you ask for a fucking vodka lemonade, and you get like this alcohol, <laughs> this much lemonade. Like, bro. <laughs> yeah, you guys like. The shot glasses here are very, very small. No, it's not that. Yeah. Like, it's it's 25 only, milliliters. England is the only country yeah. that doesn't overpour. They underpour. And I don't know yeah. why. Like, yeah. the, everywhere in Europe, if you go, they're like, yeah, so how's your day been? If like, I ask for a drink, it's like half of the glass will be alcohol, half of the glass will be the mixer. <laughs> Here's like... I was in Madrid last... Uh, one tenth. Yeah, last New Year's I was in Madrid. Exactly. And now you go like a drink. And it was literally like this tall little like skinny glass and it was three quarters vodka. I was like, bro, and I know we why see that. We see that as a ripoff. Like if, if they give us like the tube glasses with like the ice inside and like the alcohol to like three quarters, I was like, I'm getting ripped off here. That's not enough. <laughs> not much ice in there. I was like, oh, even let go. <laughs> and then my brothers at the same time in the hotel, they ask for like a bit of vodka. They go like, you know, the, the little shot glass. No, not oh, the little the shooters, shot glass. Not the little shot glass, but like the whiskey glass. They yeah. literally yeah. got that full to the room of vodka. They got what? so pissed drunk that night. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, I don't you gotta got have the stomach to drink that. Your, the events of that night will stay between my family and well, Aggie. Because, bro, after that <laughs> fucking love, my oh, brother yeah. did oh, some yeah. mad things. <laughs> like, the worst, like, the only thing I'll say, like, it got to the point where he was having a fight with my brother and the receptionist came down and said, yeah. if you don't stop, we're going to call the police. We'll let, we'll let you know if after this yeah. the details. Yeah. Yeah. After the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I get my brothers on, I'll actually ask them what the fuck's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, um, let's let's finish what off. Time is it? Uh, fuck you. No. We're not gonna do that. No. We are gonna talk about nine eleven. Just feel like it's the last topic. Yeah. So. It's summarized as a New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a really interesting, let me call it interesting. It's like, 9-11 was something that really hits New Yorkers especially hard. Like, of course. It was very, like, a culture-changing thing. I mean, hmm. even across the United States, there's people felt it. And I'm guessing across the world, you know, people felt it too but yeah it was really like a, for new yorkers it's especially hard because you know these are people that died are your neighbors your friends like everyone kind of knew somebody who was really heavily cool. impacted yeah i grew up with many kids who grew up with dads because they were to die in 9-11 like pete davidson yeah like pete davidson like it is just it's something that like it's just a very you know it really like changed like the culture in new york and a lot of like Changed the culture of like the American sense that a lot of people really became like very scared of like terrorism, the war on terrorism. It caused yeah. that chain reaction. It just was like a really culture defined thing. It's really like interesting. Well, as a New Yorker, how do you feel about like these conspiracy theories? Like, as a European, there's now, I guess, because it's died down, it's been over 20 years, uh, 
people say like, oh there's a lot of conspiracy fears there's actually like usa doing a known bombing like no, how do you no. respond to that as a new yorker i tell anybody that's doing conspiracy theories about 9-11 saying all this stuff like there's this one politician who was like oh yeah 9-11's not real and i'm like honestly go fuck yourself like, literally like not real what? i can't marjorie taylor sorry like, the tower's still there yeah like they were like oh yeah like it did happen like it was like i'm like go fuck yourself like it really yeah. like it's something that even as a person who wasn't directly affected like i throughout every year and this is like exclusively this i think was exclusively new york thing when i go up to maine they don't really do this but like every year 9 11 they'll do my high school would do like a memorial like it would be a 9 11 memorial honoring those who went to my high mm-hmm. school and who like died there we yeah. go to the school of garden and they have like trees planted for them, right? Yeah, sure. And there'd be a little bit like of a service. Everyone would dress mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, we not to interrupt, but like some similar for World War One in my school. Like every year, they would read out the names of people who were at school or got drafted in school. Yeah, yeah. And so on and so on. Yeah, we also have that in Spain too. Like some like is it World War One or World War Two for you? Just quickly off the no terrorist attacks. Okay. Uh, in like inside of the country terrorist groups like there was several around like 80s 90s there was a lot of terrorism not as big as 9-11 but yeah, yeah obviously it, it did have a big impact in society and yeah it was very interesting when i go up to maine like not being the first time i went up to maine it was almost surreal like i was like it's 9-11 but nobody's really like it's like in the back of everyone's mind but nobody's really like talking about addressing it whereas when i was in new york like this was like hmm. a central like this was always for the last like some odd years like it was always like a central topic you know yeah would... the, the further away you get from like new york the less important it becomes like yeah i've always been curious like what the like foreign perspective on that was because in, in america it was such like, a defining thing but I've always it was wondered. it was definitely a big shock Oh, at least my parents, my parents were there for the summer. They did like a round trip, and yeah. my mom was like, she was pregnant with me, so technically I did that trip as well. But like, literally, <laughs> when they went from yeah, yeah, to London, then to New York, Hawaii, oh. I think South Korea or China, one of the towns, and then back to Moscow. Jesus. And like, they trip. said like. Yeah, it was like it was still there when we went. Like, the... yeah, yeah. I've I've seen the clips of like live coverage on like Spanish television of like the whole thing, like how it started off. Like the the information we were getting in Spain was like in the first like hour, it was like apparently like a, a small plane has hit one of the towers. Then it moved to like oh, there's like a big plane, and now the second tower was live already like in, on camera so it was like yeah people were like that people didn't understand what was happening yeah and, like it was it was a it was a shock the fact that we were seeing for the first time uh i guess the u.s being that vun- vulnerable, vulnerable yeah really yeah. and be like oh shit like this you've is happening like in a, new york exactly you've been a major powerhouse since the world war like the last time you've had war on your own soil was the civil war well, and since then there was a pearl harbor attack yeah pearl harbor yeah, pearl harbor, yeah. yeah brother you got exactly a pearl harbor like... attack where what your navy got destroyed you massacred 
massacred two towns when an atomic bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, since then, no one messed with you. And then this happened. Yeah, I mean, it's... That is a whole other thing about yeah, the Americans, too. That was, like, that was just completely a political play. Mm. Those two bombs. But that's a whole other thing. But, yeah, it was, like... That's, it's really interesting you guys, like, say that. Because, like, I didn't, never really thought of it that way. It's, like, the first time where America's really been vulnerable, you know? Yeah. From and, the outside, yeah, it was, like... Wow. Yeah, man, like, we <laughs> mentioned the Esther, the ESTA. ESTA, yeah, ESTA. Yeah, like... That's one of the reasons why you're a terrorist. Yeah, you've been in yeah, these yeah, countries yeah. recently. That's why it's there because, fuck knows, man. Yeah, <laughs> you'd rather be safe than sorry. Of course, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. It just—it's definitely like it's also like the Islamophobia that kind of preceded it that came after nine eleven was really like. Mm, yeah, crazy. of course. There's a lot of Islamophobia. It's, it's understandable but obviously it's wrong like mm. yeah yeah and then also the war and terror terror was really like it's interesting because you know if i remember correctly um 9-11 the attackers were not from iraq nor afghanistan yet we ended up going into both of those countries yeah it was very like they were saudi arabian they're egyptian other nationalities but we end up spiraling into huge international wars across asia and like it it, is just like it's one of those things that like growing up as a kid and being in the like you know especially like i was born about let's see that was september 2011 i was born about seven months after that i want to say yeah seven months after yeah because i I was like two and a half months after yeah so being like you know there during the direct like post 9 11 the grieving stage that went on for year like a couple years my man you were born seven eight months later Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you have memory till about three years old yeah, but also the impact of 9-11 was so huge that, like, like they how, had how, years and years. Okay, so yeah, maybe not, like, a specific memory of, like, yeah. that, but, like, the growing up memory. The growing yeah. up, like, being in that environment. Yeah. environment was really, like, like, it just altered the way people thought, you know? Yeah. People were a lot more, like, they're a lot more, at, they're, they were a lot more, at, like, for example, you know, you were saying before, like, how like America like nobody touched us and people sort of had that mentality we're like oh it's safe yeah. it's New York you know obviously there's bad neighborhoods but like we're fine like people yeah. people now like it's very like they have this thing where it's like you know this idea that like anything can oh happen. anyone anyone you are like no matter where you are you know there's still a degree of like yeah of how like unsafe you could be you know yeah. it's just yeah when you get hit that close to home like people are like. You can never really be safe. Like, uh, the closest I've been is uh, there was an attack in Nice, like a truck drove through a crowd on yeah. one of the like uh, it's Bastille Day. It's like the, the the main prison in France. I think in Paris, God, like liberated people escaped on yeah. the fourteenth of July. I was an hour drives away from there. Like my mom's relatives message her like, "Are you okay? Have you been here? Anything's happened?" Yeah. And that that was the closest, but. I know, I know three girls who were there at the Nice attack, like, and it, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, 
the they would have been on that street at the exact moment where the attack happened and like pure coincidence in life like one of them i think forgot something in the flat so they went back to get it they walked downstairs they opened the door they went out and they started hearing like the shouting and everything so it's like by like a couple minutes like the the difference between being alive and being dead yeah, yeah. no totally that's it's crazy that's yeah. scary are you like i know like with europe like you guys in you guys in europe had a lot of terrorists had some experience with mm. terrorist attacks as well like in very recent years what like you know there's paris there is yeah. barcelona like what has been like I'm, I'm very curious to hear like the like consensus not the consensus more like the thoughts on that being in europe and like how you know because these were also a bit older like you guys were like the paris is like 2015 correct but the, the yeah i think what's his name the uh, artist something charlie hugo charlie uh, yeah uh, well, there there's another one there was the one with the stadium and then wasn't yeah not the same night I, th- I think it was that got hit and then i think on the same night the offices got hit oh yeah yeah it was it was straight after i think a france germany game because hey, that... Hebdo. Charlie Charlie Hebdo. yeah exactly yeah and like i'm always i'm curious like growing up in europe and like seeing that sort of stuff like what your guys reaction I, I don't know about you i can i can tell you in spain like the the barcelona one it wasn't as big as a, of, of a shock as when we had a uh, March 2000 and I think it was it was actually 2001 I think March 2001 we had like uh, these inside like nationalist terrorist group uh, we did like an attack in the underground in Madrid killed like a shit ton of people too and that was a much uh, bigger shock than the one in Barcelona it went like obviously it was like uh, big news for like a few weeks and months but then nothing really it wasn't that big of an impact I'm guessing because it was one more of a series of attacks that were mm-hmm. going on in Europe so it's like it's a more general thing yeah, in England it didn't hit us as that much because here terrorists attacking well, yeah. guy comes stands on the bridge starts shanking people and but the worst court is that every trip we had as a school no matter where I mean, the, we the, got the IRA like, had some big, big attacks yeah but I missed that I missed that so I'd never got the experience that I yeah of course, by the time yeah. I got here it was not a topic and then by the time like over the last 10 years there's been several attacks in Russia and ISIS has been outlawed legally in the country but uh like i missed that as well so for me it like as i say nice was the closest i ever got like i don't count the there was a couple of stabbings big stabbings uh i think two three years ago i think just before covid because i remember having now cry in my class like next morning i was like guys why the fuck are you posting a video of someone stabbing and then getting shot by the police? Yeah. Because they stab on your Insta. Like, imagine how fucking insensitive it is. How yeah. fucking retarded that is. Yeah. Like, you can hear the screams, the shouts, the everything. I don't want to see that. Mm. Like, why are you giving Namhan more publicity? Mm. And that, that, that's the worst yeah. thing. 
yeah it, it's always the debate there on like should you show the pictures should no 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 you like hide you, know, you, you know you know like after the france thing everyone had like the france flag on all social media oh, yeah. yeah but like here it was an actual video of a guy stabbing people on the by the parliament on over that bridge and i was like the fuck like you don't you can you know put a, a post or a picture of you know commemorating the people or like celebrating the people who are no wrong like who got uh, who died in that accident but you don't yeah. show the video of them dying or the guy who got who was stabbing dying yeah mm-hmm. yeah no it's it's definitely because it's also i mean yeah you don't like why would you show the violence of you know like it's also just disrespectful to the victim, disrespectful to the victim's family. Exactly. Because they have a con. It's a concert. Yeah, it's everything yeah. on the internet stays on the internet. Like, yeah, exactly. It's a concert. You don't want the highlight, really, you know? Yeah, yeah it's the, a concert the moment something happens. is uploaded, it's there forever. Yeah. Like, even if you delete it five minutes after, like, it's there. And someone can find it. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Right. Yeah, let's wrap up. Yeah, most of the America questions we've had for you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah, it's been it's an a really interesting podcast. Yeah. On here, I mean, it's been like I love to talk about these things. It's great to hear like different perspectives, global perspectives, because you know, I'm not used to hearing. <laughs> I'm not used to hearing these perspectives. So it's great to hear like. No one answer questions, but hear your guys' take on it, you know? Yeah, and then that, that kind of is the main point of this, like, everyone has a story. Now, that's how we started this. Course, everyone has yeah. a story. Everyone, everyone, everyone has, has something, something, to to, something to tell. It's yeah. always, like, you know, and I guess in a way we try to promote a way where people can talk about different things, have confronting opinions, talk it out, see what the other person's opinion is, maybe go away from it, learning something. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I'm lying, man. I'm going to miss your shit on next year. <laughs> Have a great trip back home and hopefully see you either in May or somewhere down the line. Hopefully I'm back. I, I'm going to miss you too, bro. I, you know, I told you, I, I love this city. I love the people here. Love all the homies I made on like during my time here and I would be back in a heartbeat. Look, if you need a bed to sleep while you're in town, <laughs> we've got to blow our bed right here easy anytime, anytime. Bro, I'll, I'll take the like floor, honestly. I'll take the bed. <laughs> honestly, the couch is pretty comfy oh, and yeah. you like, no offense, but you can fit it between. Fit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to put my legs up, you know, I, I try to stand up in the morning I don't have any blood in there. <laughs> that. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been a pleasure. And yeah. Well, next episode is Alfie and Tiv. That's a Christmas episode. Christmas Day, yeah. Yeah, on Christmas Day. So before that, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And well, hopefully happy new year. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you all for having me.
Oh, oh, oh.